0: Business Insider, an all-new podcast for spa professionals designed to inspire, motivate and accelerate your revenue generating activities for building the spa business of your dreams. I'm your host Richard Merrill, joined by the gorgeous Lee Wick. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Episode number 2. 2. We are in it now. We are. It's official. You're you're committed. Yes. Not going anywhere. Nope. So, we are Creeping into the holiday season, and today I thought it'd be important to talk about the holiday hustle. It can be a very busy time of year, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to dive into that holiday spirit and talk about ways to prepare Yeah, and to protect. Yes, planning
1: is so important.
0: Absolutely. It can be a challenging time juggling all the things that come along. You know, we give up on our social lives, I think, throughout the rest of the year. Yep. But the holidays is the one time of year where we don't really have a choice in that matter. right? So we can't talk about the holidays in 2022 without talking about the fact that we still have lingering impact of inflation, the mm-hmm. pandemic. We still have supply chain issues. And I think a lot of us in the spa industry specifically are really frustrated by supply chain issues and not really sure what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm, correct. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But roughly half of the U.S. shoppers still plan to spend the same amount of money on gifts as they did last year, according to a recent study. I found that interesting.
1: I find that interesting, too. Especially when we see,
0: you know, Black Friday sales started November 1st. Yeah. It's been weird.
1: Yeah, that has been weird. And I was just thinking about that study because I wonder because you see them, you see consumers pulling back on everything, right? And they're having yeah. to spend $5 for a little thing of turkey burger at the grocery store and mm-hmm. $6 for a gallon of milk and crazy, crazy prices. So they're cutting back. They're really choosing what's important to them. So maybe the holidays, that's the one thing that they can anchor as their, um, splurge.
0: Absolutely. And I think, Our industry tends to be one of the first things that people have to rearrange their budget for, you know, getting your hair done is something that you prioritize. Correct. Getting a facial, maybe not as much. However, if you're retailing to your clients, that retail becomes the priority. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you're not retailing to your clients, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, you
1: lose out. And I noticed in, um, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but boy, COVID sure sort of amplified and really put a spotlight on what people prioritize because they will get their hair done and get their lashes done before they feed their kids. Absolutely. <laughs> but skin, they can, well, I'll put some cover up on. I'll be fine. I got coconut I oil. That. I'm good. Yeah, I'll just wash my face. Okay. <laughs> I'll
0: wash it with olive oil and I'll right. moisturize it with coconut I'll oil. I'll remove
1: my makeup before I go to bed. Problem solved.
0: Ooh, <laughs> winning! <laughs> yes. So let's discuss. A We've few already things. started being catty. We right. We're like
1: in it five minutes. I mean, it's not even been five minutes. It's <laughs> been like two and a half. But you know, sorry, he gave us a script today, everybody. On the interwebs, we got a script, so I have I, to stay focused.
0: If anybody has ever (laughs) spoken to me, you know that I can chat. I'm trying to be a responsible adult here. No, I'm
1: impressed. I'm impressed. Go ahead.
0: But let's discuss a few things to get your business ready for those holiday sales and keep you thriving through the remainder of fourth quarter. But also I want to talk a little bit about how the fourth quarter should set you up for the first quarter in 2023. The first thing I think we should discuss is creating a seamless experience. I am a huge supporter believer Nazi when it comes to consultations. Yeah. I think that if you're not having a conversation with Mm -hmm. your clients, great. You have digital forms. COVID really made digital forms kind of cemented in our industry. And I have no issue with that. You still have to have the conversation. Absolutely. Um. Oh, look at my face. It's a good thing we're not getting recorded today. My face is telling everything.
1: Now, can I back you up a little bit further? Mm-hmm. Because the I deal with a lot of estheticians that are brand new to the industry. Mm-hmm. So, you get the ones that are very experienced and at a certain dollar amount already. You mm-hmm. get everybody, but for the most part, the ones that take my trainings are the the they're the babies that are coming mm-hmm. in. They're the newbies. Can you please explain what a quarter is financially? Oh, that's a great
0: question. Because
1: I've had this conversation, and people don't even know because they don't teach business in beauty school how to split their year up with financial um, in financial increments and set those goals.
0: That is a great question. So quarters—that's why I'm here. <laughs> there are twelve months in a year, and of those twelve months, they break them into four quarters of the year, which are three months, January, February and March is quarter one. April, May, June is quarter two. July, August, September is quarter three. And quarter four is October, November, December, which kind of brings us into the holiday conversation Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't understand or even know the history of what Black Friday is. Correct. The term Black Friday is actually designed where businesses have spent the first part of their year marketing, growing their client lists, building and establishing relationships. And you know where your numbers are, but you want to hit a certain point to have your annual goals met. And so Black Friday is a way to A, address holiday shopping, but also to take your company from the red or in the negative mm-hmm. to in the black in the positive positive. And that is how Black Friday actually began and why fourth quarter is so often centered around sales. Mm-hmm. Yes, it benefits the consumer because of holidays, but it is actually a fiscal financial planning tool for businesses as well. Um, and one of the things that's, I think, interesting about our industry is we focus so heavily on the service. Right. And during holidays, services kind of shift, right? hmm So we have peel season, Mm -hmm. we have bride season in spring, we've got summer body treatments during summer and we kind of back away from some of the advanced treatments. And if you're in hair care, you know, you might see people do more color and have maybe even a little more fun during summer where in winter they might let their hair go a little bit. Go dark
1: for fall. Mm -hmm. Right,
0: or go dark or go natural. So there's trends that help us plan for our business but that's only one piece of the business. That service is tied directly to the professional performing the service, which Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about last week. Taking an omni-channel approach, which for those of you that don't know what that means, it's looking at multiple streams of operating your business. Amen. So we're looking at in the spa industry services, retail, but we're also looking at how we sell those things. So in person, online and those all lead to that client experience and you want it to be as seamless as possible but you also want to remove yourself from being the bottleneck for the consumer yes so if there's a lot of questions that get asked in your dms on social media create a frequently asked questions page on your website to house those answers and make your response that's a great question you can find the answer here This is going to give you back time in your day. Yeah. It's going to, you can automate that response. Yeah. And again, you start to create a seamless and replicatable experience, not only for you, the business owner, but when you start to expand with staff, you now have a trainable process. Correct. So, first thing that you need to look at in your business is is it a seamless experience for the client? Do you know exactly how they go from complete stranger? to loyal client in the buying process the next thing I want to talk about because it is holidays and I know so many people I get so much grief over this topic and it's one of my favorite topics though stop skimping on gift cards right I don't understand it I I hear you I hear you guys all the time in my one-on-ones in my groups what do they say? they hate them
1: for what reason? Just because that's income that's not generated in the same time the performance may, may occur?
0: You are jumping ahead. But yeah, so for those of you that are newer to the industry or maybe newer to being in business. But man, that's
1: income and an opportunity to sell them something because it's forgotten money.
0: But they're not taught that. Yeah. So first thing we want to talk about that I want to talk about is gift cards are not a transaction. It is an exchange of value. So when a client gives you a $100 bill and you give them a $100 gift card, no transaction has transpired at that point. It is exchanging value for value. So it's not earned income and it's not taxable income yet. So that money should be going into a savings account, preferably interest-bearing because your money should work for you when it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. But you put it into an interest-bearing savings account And then when that gift card is redeemed,
1: that's when you count the the money. The
0: value goes from that savings into your general checking or your usable checking and is earned income at that point. Well, a lot of people get frustrated with the idea there because they're like, well, I can't use that money or I haven't earned that money or, you know, 70% of gift cards go unused, which could be a good thing if you reframe your mindset around them. So the first thing is, is you have to know your local laws. And every state does have a little bit of differentiation on their laws
1: around this. that's super important.
0: It's between three (laughs) to seven years, depending on your state. That money is not really usable if it's unredeemed. Once you hit whatever your state statute says, that money can be unlocked. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to wait five years for that money. No. Use that as an opportunity to get clients in in January. They've already invested the money. It's not coming out of their pocket. Correct. And here's the other thing for those of you that struggle with retail, one of the number one kickbacks and one of the reasons I moved into a gift card form for my business was oh, I didn't bring any extra cash with me, or I didn't bring my card, just use the card on file, or they had some reason to say no. Yeah. Well, gift cards are really hard to say no to. Yeah. Because when they come in for their service, yeah, I'm going to deduct the value of their service. And when I sell a package, I actually sell it as a gift card so that I'm not tracking how many appointments do they have left, how Mm -hmm. much value is left on the gift card. Mm -hmm. But I also, so if I sold you six facials, they're $100 each. You have $600 value on your gift card. You come into appointment one. I sell you five retail products. It's a $200 value. You're going to say, well, I only plan to spend the $100 today. Um, off my gift card. Oh, that's great. Did you want to go ahead and use the other $150 for your retail off of the gift card as well? And they always give you this look like, oh, he was prepared. Mm-hmm. Of course I was. Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect opportunity to explain the value of retail and how it will impact their results.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have reduced the financial obligation. Mm-hmm. You have increased the value. They have no reason to say no. So that means in fourth quarter, sell your gift cards like a crazy person. Yeah. Sell your packages. <coughs> yes. Sell, 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 sell. Put it all on a gift card. Partner your gift cards with retail so that you get some money now and mm-hmm. some money later. But also think about your January promotion. Mm-hmm. I did a promotion for eye Care because that's a luxury product that a lot of people will try to ignore, right, in their minds. But it's valuable. Mm -hmm. So I would do a complimentary eye enhancement, which was included in my services, but I promoted it as a standard. And I do the same,
1: I do that all the time with my custom crafted lip treatments. Exactly. And I they love it. And I it's something I already do. Yep. But I just take a photo, I I make it a little bit more decadent and just add like some zhuzh. Yep. (laughs) And it's done.
0: Well, and one of the things that I do is by pulling it out. And creating a promotional conversation. Around it. Now I have content for January. Because I'll take yes. I'm talking about eye care. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about this eye enhancement treatment. And then I'm talking about eye care products. So they come in because they get the free eye enhancement with their 60-minute facial. Then I have the eye care 10% off for the month. They get to the end of their treatment. And I'm going to sell them the eye care that's appropriate Mm -hmm. for them. And they're going to say, oh, well, you know, that's not something that's in my budget today. And I'm going to say, well, you purchased the gift card that was discounted. So that discount is going to translate to your retail sale today Mm -hmm. and I'll just take it off your gift card. And they're like, Oh, well, well, what do I say? Yeah. Wrap it up.
1: And that's, I think one of the things though, that shows how well trained you are in retail, Mm -hmm. because again, with me working at Mac for so long, yes, you, that you there, they don't say no because you word it in a way That makes it easy for them to say yes. Absolutely. And then, yeah, yeah, I I find retail is just so important, especially this time of year. And it's so easy if you do it the right way. It's so you're really limiting yourself if you don't really focus on retail all year round. But especially um, all the ways that you can encourage your clients to spend retail. Well, and if we go back to that
0: step A. That creating a seamless shopping experience, Mm -hmm. you've thought about these things. These become your protocols, right? These are what you're doing in your business. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing this process all year, you also are training the consumer. Correct. And if there's a financial upset in their life, I have a very specific way that I sell retail. I don't, yes, I have 15 products that go to my client. I tell them about them at the first appointment, but I split it up over their appointments so that they're splitting their investment up over their appointments. Which creates that consistent revenue coming in, which Mm -hmm. is another reason people get concerned with retail is they feel like it takes away from the service. Well, if you think about it, if there's six services and at their first appointment they get cleanser, toner, uh, a basic serum, their SPF and a night moisturizer. That's one investment. At their Mm -hmm. next appointment, they're going to buy eye care, an exfoliant, an enhancement, a targeted treatment serum, maybe an additional cleanser, right? That's a second. Mm -hmm. And those are usually the more um, costly, right? So Mm -hmm. they maybe only get two or three of those, but they're still spending an average of the same amount. Mm -hmm. And then at their third appointment... Maybe they're getting cosmetics. Maybe they're getting a foundation to replace their one that they're using that works better with your skincare line and helps them with their retail or with their results. Maybe they're purchasing body care. Maybe they're purchasing hair care, right? So now we've got three different appointments, and then by the time they get to that fourth appointment, they should be repurchasing. It's time to refill. So we're, we're training our customer to purchase that retail so that they keep they maintain the results that we give them in the treatment room, A, But also this applies to hair care. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe on their first appointment, they buy shampoo and conditioner. And then once they've got their shampoo and conditioner regimen down, you notice that they need hydration in the hair and the scalp. So you give them a hydration mask for the hair. And look at the esthetician talking about cosmetology stuff. I (laughs) know, I know. Been doing this too long, guys. But the the goal here is, is that you have a planned retail system so that you can have a seamless, but then... You now have a value. Mm-hmm. You know exactly how much your client should be spending, how many appointments. Mm-hmm. If they're coming monthly, they can come 13 times a year. Mm-hmm. In those 13 times a year, how if you packaged that into 13 services and they purchased all 15 products three times because they'd be purchasing it once a quarter, mm-hmm. just to point that out, guys, you now know what their entire year value should yes. be. And now you could sell a package Let's say it's $2,500 to use a round number. I'm going to sell them their entire year for $2,500. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them a one-time discount of maybe 10 15%. It doesn't have to break mm-hmm. the bank. They've invested and you're going to put it on a gift card and you're going to just take the money off as the year goes on. But now, right now, you do the big sale. So maybe throughout the year it's a 10% discount when they do the, the package and the treatment plan. But for Black Friday and holiday, you give them a 35% discount or a 45% discount. This also comes back to knowing your service inventory. You could sell out your entire year in this weekend, and I have clients that do it, so yes. I know it's possible.
1: And talking, I want to go back to one of your points about <clears throat> um, having them prepay for their services through for the year, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients that do that. Mm-hmm. I don't do the gift card for the entire year, but I keep track of their services. Okay. The psychology behind that, um, because they're right then feeling like, oh, I'm so, I'm done for the year now. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. However, the next time they come back, and I'm a huge believer in re energizing your energy mm-hmm. on your retail shelves every single month. Switch everything around, move it, move it. You do not want stuff to sit there stagnant. Move it, make it uh, attractive, make it very, very um, easy for your clients to see what you want them to focus on.
0: Well, let me go one step further. As a former merchandiser, we actually would shift products because if it doesn't look like it's moved,
1: it looks like nobody has interest in it. Correct. And if you think about it, it's just stagnant. It'll it'll literally be stagnant. And when people say, well, I don't want to waste retail, you need to get energy in there, move it around. So Sydney moves our retail around twice a month, and you would be amazed, well, I know you're not amazed, but... People who oh, yeah. are afraid of, of selling retail, what people want, they already, I can get people to buy four moisturizers mm-hmm. because they will like the look of one that I'm featuring. Yep. And I know that it'll be fine for their skin. They'll like it. So then I'll be like, okay, use this one twice a week. Then I create a custom protocol for them to, based on the ingredients of when they're, and I send them a little graphic that tells them exactly what step to do and where to put it and they love that. And love I Love it. And I want to talk about
0: other parts of our industry. You know, hair care is the same way. You know, maybe in the winter they use something that focuses on hydration, but in the summer they focus on something that manages scalp oil, right? So they use something that's not as emollient. So you can shift your clients' mm-hmm. regimens based on seasons, which guess how many seasons there are in a year too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Four quarters, four seasons, right. four topics, guys. Mm-hmm. You can break it down really simply. And this all starts to make your marketing, which is the thing you guys are all scared or terrified by, now you have a systemized way to come up with your marketing strategy. So the the next thing, so we've got the seamless shopping experience. We've got some protocols in our business. We're selling gift cards. We know how we're going to get this money rotating. But we also want to reward loyalty. Yes. We want to make sure that we give love to our clients that are supporting us. And the holidays is a perfect time to do a client appreciation event. It's a perfect time. And here's the thing, guys. I used to do big live events. I like them. Me too. That's not for everybody. You can do a virtual live event for an hour on Facebook, mm-hmm. where you do a couple giveaways, you have a sales special, you just interact with your clients. It doesn't have to be, you know, a five thousand dollar food buffet, right? For it to be successful, what it has to be is a show from you, the business, to the consumer who is supporting your business, saying, "I appreciate you, I see you, and I am making time outside of our paid experience." to show you that i appreciate you.
1: Yeah, and it can be something so simple as just creating a little customized sample pack, mm-hmm. really with stuff that you have on hand already as a retailer that you're just putting in a nice holiday bag mm-hmm. and you're giving that out free for your to your clients. They with a candy cane. I mean something that is so simple. People love the fact that they got something for free and they remember that if it's client appreciation, they, they really do appreciate that. And I love when Square tells you how much each person has spent in your business. Mm -hmm. It always like when that I have my, my, my God tier clients Mm -hmm. that are my top shelf liquor, (laughs) (laughs) they are literally when they come in, I know every, okay. Her, her new year starts now because she's going to buy all 12 services. She's already got, probably 75 different products that she, and look at this. I know she likes this kind. I'm going to show her these this time. Like you just get to know intimately how your people shop just as well. And to me working at Mac for so long, that comes, that is so ingrained in me that I don't even have to think about it. That it just is so natural. I pay attention to what they like, what smells they like, what what they are drawn to.
0: Put notes on their oh hundred percent
1: in and whatever whatever your you know client however you're keeping track of your chart notes, you can look at their retail history. If you're a Square user, always add their customer name in there so that you can track their expenses and you can see how many times they frequently purchased a certain moisturizer. Um, There are just so many things that you can do to really get to know how your clients spend their money with take home. And it is so much easier than a service.
0: Well, let me tell you the next step to that. So my client appreciation, I use that lovely square report. Um, And you guys, if you listen to me or you know me or you follow me, I am a square super seller. Yes, I love it. I am you're good. That's the one you're going to hear me talk about the most because it is the most affordable, all-inclusive solution for salon and spa professionals.
1: It's so good and so easy and so well-rounded
0: and it's getting better and better and better. every better. day. They just added yes. automations. Yes. And so there's some really cool things you can do with your business to save money and time, which is something we're going to move into here in a second. But before we do, I want to talk about loyalty and how I did that. So I'd use that report and at my customer appreciation of, well, prior to my, my event I would prepare, I would actually run reports for three things. The person with the most retail purchases, and they would get what I called the Product Junkie Award. The person with the most service purchases, they would get um, the most relaxed reward. And then I also had, so I had services, I had product, and then I had referrals. So that third one is looking at how many people are they bringing to your business? Mm -hmm. So if they're loyal to you and they love you and they're spending a lot of money, they're telling their friends. And Mm -hmm. if you are not incentivizing referrals, you are missing out on revenue. And here's the thing. Your loyal clients are going to talk to people just like them. Their friends are just like them. And they're going to talk about it in a way that is exciting because they're going to First of all, they're getting questions about their skin. Your skin looks great. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, they should notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Or their hair. When they get their hair done. Where would you get your hair done? Your hair looks fabulous, right? Or when you come in from a massage, you know, and they just look relaxed. What happened? What What'd you do this weekend? You look really relaxed. I got a massage. Incentivize A and give them the tools. So business cards on the back should have referral information for them to be able to refer their friends. So this becomes a year-long process, but I want to reward it and I want to show everybody the impact that they make on my business and encourage the other people. You want an opportunity to win something big? And here's the other thing that I'm going to say. Lee talked about samples. I actually do not recommend giving away anything that you sell in your business. So no services and no retail. I actually recommend partnering with other businesses in your area And places that you actually frequent. So if there's a restaurant you go for date night, get a gift card there. If you go to the movies regularly because you're a movie aficionado, your clients are going to connect with you personally on that. Get a movie gift card.
1: That's a great idea because, and that, not to interrupt you, but that's a great idea even for my business because saying not to give away anything that you give for free. And I even go where I won't give samples of things they've already had purchased.
0: Exactly. So
1: I'll give them samples of new products I want them to try. So they buy again. So I'm still not giving them any product that they've, that they have paid for. But, um, I have a lot of clients that travel to me to come to Spokane mm-hmm. so they could incorporate some of the, uh, the gift cards that I give them for other businesses. That's a really great idea. Well, and especially if and you know that
0: somebody is coming in from out of town, they're going
1: to want to get lunch. Mm, correct. So, where's that's a restaurant? Some of my faves that, that I always shout out anyway. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a great idea.
0: And a lot of times, if you talk to these businesses, first of all, if you're a regular somewhere, they're going to give you some love. That's first and foremost because you're giving them money. And now you're asking for an opportunity to bring in another stream of revenue for them mm-hmm. because that's another client that might become a loyal fan favorite that will share about their experience. That's what marketing is and that's what cross promotion is about. Mm-hmm. And the holidays are a great time to really emphasize so with my awards, I would have these gifts. Um, and then there are also some marketing tools. If you've worked with me, you know you might, or you've watched somebody that's worked with me, you might see that we do cruise giveaways. we do flight giveaways. And $100 a month is what I pay for that service for unlimited certificates. There are ways and resources out there for you to research so that you're not giving away the things that your client should be investing in. Mm-hmm. So now that we've talked about kind of what to do, now you're, sound, you're saying, Richard, I'm busy. Lee, I don't have time to make little sample packets. What are you talking about? Let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. How do you prioritize your time? How do you... Spend time with the family and take care of your clients and have a client appreciation event and not go insane in the process. You know, we're already in full swing of the holidays. So a lot of this is already upon us. So some of it you may implement this year. Some of it you may plan to implement next year. But it's important. The key word here is plan ahead. It's about changing your habits. And tracking the results that you achieve and making small tweaks. You heard us talk a little bit last week about throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you don't get the desired outcome. You don't start from scratch next year. You make small adjustments Mm -hmm. every year. Do the same thing every December with minor tweaks until it is producing the results that you want because your clients are going to start to become aware. Mm -hmm. I have a client who does her annual sale for packages during Black Friday weekend. It starts Thursday at midnight on Thanksgiving night and it ends Monday at midnight. And last year we added retail. Mm -hmm. And she was like, my clients don't buy retail. And I was like, I'm handling this. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Bosa Cray in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And the first day, what we changed was we only allowed them to purchase service-only packages if they purchased the one with retail first. So it was okay. like a secret menu option mm-hmm. because we were, I was forcing retail on the clients. The first day we had five clients. I'm not buying retail. I don't want retail. Complain, 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 complain. Well, I was managing the messages that weekend and I said, that's fine. You know, you can purchase the regular packages at 10% off instead of the 45% off mm-hmm. during the sale. No big deal. And she got a little huffy. They got a little huffy on Monday night at 10 30 PM. All six of them purchased both packages. And the thing is, is here's the lesson there. Everybody's going to try to get away with what they think they can get away with. It's about you enforcing the behavior. So this is something I talk about when you get free advice in Facebook groups. (laughs) You try something. You don't like the outcome. But did you enforce what you tried or did you try it haphazardly mm-hmm. and then blame the person that gave you the advice for it not working? B. It was B. <laughs> Always <laughs> B. <bee. laughs> Always the B. Um, don't trust the B. Uh, and here's the thing, guys. The reality is is that you are in control and it is your confidence that maintains that control. But that means that you have to be grounded in your treatment room. You have to have a system to the process, which means you have to take care of your time management. Yes. So there are three things that I want to talk about. The first one is the 80-20 rule. Many of you have heard about this. It's called, also known as the Pareto's principle. And it's basically 80% of your results will come from 20% of your actions. And this isn't just business. This is everything in your life. If you think back, what do we say about retail in correlation to services?
1: It should be 80-20. 70 right. to 80% yeah. of your
0: results yeah, 80%. come from retail. Yeah, you
1: can take home pres- preservation. Which is every single day. Uh-huh. Every single day. Mm-hmm. Every
0: single day they're doing their home care, or they mm-hmm. should be. And they should be encouraged and supported in making that habit. Yep. Well, your business is the same. Are you spending time every single day? building the invisible momentum towards creating an experience that keeps people engaged in the process that you want them to do, and are you maintaining the rules that you have in place? First of all, do you have the rules in place? Let's start there. Mm-hmm. But then second, are you are you maintaining them? Are you implementing them? And are you enforcing them? If you are, the consistency gets easier, and you notice you have more time. hmm because people start to just know you're not explaining things and the l- more you have thought out in your sales process the less mind power you have to put towards it yeah and the less mind power you put towards that sales process the more energy you have towards the creative stuff like marketing mm-hmm. like administrative financial planning and when you have the foundations you suddenly have more confidence to enforce things because suddenly you're like, nope, I know that if I don't do this, I'm going to get this result. So absolutely. And
1: and by doing those things, you realize that you're actually running a business, mm-hmm. not a treatment room. It's a business and you are not your business. Your business is not you. And you have to know, you have to set up your policies and procedures. You have to set up your, the way you operate. You have to know those things. And when you repeat those, then confidence comes because you don't have to think about it. It's just a, um, secondary response that you just know i mean i know vanity inside and out and um i I tweak things every year with we talked about pivoting last year but one of my favorite times a year is this time of year because Mm -hmm. it helps you really see like with me being out for three months Mm -hmm. um my financial goal is down exactly those months Mm-hmm. Not quite down because Sydney did bring Sydney kept the doors open, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like your money when you look back, it'll tell the story of what you did that year and it'll set you up on a trajectory for the following year.
0: And what a great way to reinforce the idea of Black Friday mm-hmm. is we can't always plan for things to happen in our lives, but when they happen and we have a down month, If we have the system in place, suddenly Black Friday comes along and we can make up any losses from the year because we have a systemized approach to Mm -hmm. it. And the thing is, I want to reiterate 30 days minimum on anything that you try. Don't do a three-day sale and think that you're going to get results or get data that's accurate or usable. 30 days minimum, then reassess. Yeah. And- Make it variety. So January, I talked about doing the eye treatments. In February, I do an antioxidant talk. So I do vitamin C-focused products. I do cocoa-focused because it's also National Chocolate Month. So make every month uniquely different and tie it to something that's fun. Mm -hmm. But give it 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, figure out what that campaign did. And then don't change it for March. Change it for February next year. Right. Right. Come up with your strategies for each year based on the month and And do a monthly promotion.
1: Yes. And I want to say something here, too. And I I, I, so consumers can tell when you're constantly chasing your tail. Mm -hmm. They can tell and they can tell when you are just kind of going where the wind blows. Right. And and. Possibly, we need to do a podcast about rebranding and how often it happens in our industry, and how mm-hmm. confusing that is to the customer, um, and how much more you're spending on a rebrand all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's just so really setting it up, not by what mood you're in at that time, <laughs> really, or what trend is, or in what trends. trend is there. Really setting it up as a as a fully functioning operational business. Over how is it going to look five years from now? How is it going to look 10 years from now? How is it going to look one year from now? Regardless of things that happen in the economy, regardless of things that happen in the world. I think marketing is so fascinating in that way because you can really, your clients can tell when you don't know what is happening inside your own business. And
0: I don't think this is 100% true all of the time, but I think a lot of the time, 3 day sales look desperate because they usually are. Yeah. It's usually some bill is presented itself and you are trying to do a flash sale to make the money for that bill. Let's be honest with ourselves and others. That's not a problem, but you're frustrated by the outcome, but think about the energy that you've put behind that promotion. It's it's a reactive response. So here's one of the other things when we're looking at the 80-20 rule and we're talking about planning and where we're going to schedule our time, the number one frustration I have with business owners in the spa industry is they are planning tomorrow's topic today. Right. 90 days in advance. Please, please, please. Yes. Now, the, the kickback I get there is, well, I don't have anything planned for tomorrow, so I have to plan. Look, if you have nothing planned, you have <laughs> nothing planned already. Your clients aren't going to plan
1: miss the next 90
0: days. Right. Stay ahead all the time. So get ahead mm-hmm. by planning for January right now. Because then, if you did all of your content for January in November, when January got here, it would be smooth sailing and you'd be able to collect accurate data. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you have is this stress response because you're always constantly creating tomorrow's content. Well, tomorrow is going to come and it's not going to look the way you want it to look or produce the way you want it to produce if you stay in that cycle. And if you want to change mm -hmm. the outcome, change the behavior.
1: And you often make that, create that content from a mood based or from a, um, panic response or from something and you don't really stay on brand and you don't really stay even with the message that you're trying to send your client which is another goes back to what I said clients can tell when you're chasing your tail because you don't it's not well thought out Mm -hmm. and you know we all make those mistakes when we're starting and until we figure out what feels good and what feels authentic you might try a bunch of different things until you Find, um, but the staying ahead and doing ninety days in advance, or I tr- and again ninety days is a full quarter. Mm-hmm. So if you are planning, so when when you do your year in advance, you should at least plan your content for one quarter ahead, um, and then you can obviously deviate from that in stories and get a little bit more creative. Because I'm a super creative person, and I know you are too. Mm-hmm. So I'll get in a mood and I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm going to do this." That doesn't deviate at all from, the, from my plan, my marketing plan for what I've already, what I've already um, planned out in, for that quarter. But it allows me to kind of create something unique and it, it, just an attention-grabbing thing.
0: So you get the consistency with the pre-planned content. Correct. But life happens. So you can throw your personality and your real life mm-hmm. in and mix that in but you still have to have the baseline. Otherwise, your personal life doesn't exist. You know, one of the things that I had noticed in my social media when it was thriving was when I had my RV, and I was traveling around the US, posting pictures of me, mom, and coconut. I My social media was blowing mm-hmm. up. I still get messages today of people that, man, I miss you being out on the road, but also it was fun for me because I'd be able to stop at this spa person, or right. I'd be able to stop there. You know that's the part that people connect to. Not just the sales content. The sales content should be planned, but you can still throw. You know, I tell my clients, "Did you go anywhere this week?" And they're like, "Yeah, I went out to dinner. Or I went here. Did you take a picture?"
1: Right. People probably post? get tired of all the things I post, but I they don't. Care. don't I, I know. I never the hear that.
0: Thing, that's the thing that they connect to you on a personal yeah. level. And the thing is, is it breaks up the sales content. If you go to a page that's nothing but sales content, you don't follow it for long.
1: Right. It's boring. And it feels too forced, like they're yeah. being pressured into doing something. Even that... when you look at the big multi-chain national
0: and international brands, they throw people and lifestyle into the conversation. Yep. Because that's what we we want to emulate what we see in that brand. That's why we purchase it. We feel some emotional connection to what the lifestyle they're selling us. It's never the product. It's never the surface. It's what will I gain from this purchase? I will feel better. I will look better and I will do better because I look and feel better, Mm -hmm. which brings us into, so now you talked about, you know, the output of time management. How do you categorize all of this information? And one of the ways that I think works really well is putting things into an urgent, important matrix So this means being effective at basically deciding, is this something that needs to be done right now? Is this something that can be delegated to somebody else? Or is this something that is low priority that I'll get to when I get to? I think we like to trick ourselves into believing that everything is a right now situation. And as a consultant coach, one of the challenges I come across most often is your lack of preparation becomes my emergency. Correct. And the reality is, is everything that you think is an emergency is not an
1: emergency. No, I I used to when I was first starting out, I wanted to because I was um, I'm a healed people pleaser. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> but I still want to pe- I still want to please people. That's yeah. if my business wasn't pleasing, I wouldn't have any clients. Right. Absolutely. So I, I'm required and I am my ethically I'm I ethically always want to please people. However, I don't have to do that at the expense of. My personal time, and so really um, asking myself, because my I'm I've been in business seven years. I'm fifty one year old fifty one years old, and I still when I get a message from a client, it may be the most inopportune time for me to respond, and it's just a matter of rescheduling an appointment a month out. That is definitely not an instantaneous issue. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like, oh my gosh, um, I need to respond right now, or they're in it. I want them to like me, mm-hmm. right? I want them, I want them to know I care about them. So while I want to keep that level of commitment to my clients, that mindset and my first reaction thought is not healthy. It doesn't come from a healthy business owner. Thanks. It comes from a panicked response of a brand new baby business owner that is terrified. She's not going to be able to make a rent. Mm-hmm. And that is not where we are anymore. And so I need, I've really had to check myself many times like, okay, You can answer that later. What are you doing? She's not even asking you for a response now. She gave you literal permission. No worries when you can. But I made it an issue on my own because I feel like everything is of the utmost important right now.
0: Well, and here's one of the ways I learned to deal with that. When you have a request, you want to respond to it. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about something in a lot of different ways in today's conversation. Consistency. Schedule a time every single day that is for replying.
1: Correct. That has been so helpful. And one of my things that we talked last week, what is the main three things that we learned? And mine was literally scheduling my admin time. Yes. Because then I didn't have to think about it and I didn't have to worry or obsess that I wasn't going to get to it because there was already time for me to go get to it throughout my day.
0: And here's a shocker for some of you that don't have this practice. You actually provide better answers. Correct. Because you're not doing it between clients while you're cleaning and flipping the room and sweeping hair and picking up oil that's spilled because you're trying to be on your phone with one hand and clean with the other. You know, you give better results. Yes. So let's talk about the difference between important and urgent. Important are activities that lead to achieving your goals and have an impact that is positive and the greatest best outcome on your life. Urgent... Demand immediate attention, but are often associated with somebody else's goals rather than your own.
1: That is deep. I'm so glad that you um, said that because I have a lot of important tasks I need to do today.
0: (laughs) Important should actually have the higher priority. Yeah, of course. Because it is about you. Your life, yeah. And that is something that we as service providers, and it's not just the spa industry, but service providers in general, yeah. because it's that people-pleasing component, we always prioritize urgent or things that feel urgent because it's about pleasing somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then we also find ourselves in a constant state of disappointment because we... What's the first thing we say when somebody makes us upset? Well, I did xyz to get you as a client and you're unhappy with me well because that's not where the value is Mm -hmm. your ability to respond within 47 seconds of the message is not where their value is no the value is is did you get me the great hair that's easy to maintain at home did you get me where my hyperpigmentation is no longer visible did you get that knot between my shoulders out during my massage Mm -hmm. that's where the value is yeah it's not in the fact that you responded in 47 seconds to their request. So we have to reprioritize that seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like that you, because um, it, that's the Eisenhower principle. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and the seven habits of highly effective people. I love that book too. And
0: I'm actually reading his son's book right now, the trust and inspire leadership philosophy, which is we're going through high level CEO mastermind with Joey Vitale who's a speaker at the retreat next year. And there's a lot of mind shift things that are happening generationally, Mm -hmm. but they come from these found again. It's always about these foundational basics. So let's look at if you were to take your information and split it into four quadrants, urgent and important. These are activities in the area that relate to dealing with critical issues as they arise that meet significant commitments. So these are the, perf- the things that we're going to perform right now. They're going to prioritize today. Important but not urgent. These are success-oriented tasks that are critical to achieving your goals but may take some time mm-hmm. to plan, to execute, so we can lower them on the to-do list, but they still are higher among some of the other things we'll talk about. Urgent but not important. These are things that need to happen maybe this week that are going to help move you towards maybe your sales goals for Mm -hmm. the week. But they might be delayed or have some flexibility to how they're output. These are things that you can postpone like your chores. Mm -hmm. Are you going to die if you don't do your laundry today? No, you won't die. Now, you may not get to wear your favorite shirt tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but that's not the end of the world. You can reprioritize that. Not urgent and not important. These are the things that we really have to look at. These are the things that we spend a lot of time doing. Really,
1: We really do. When I look at these categories, I really do get um, interrupted a lot just by this category.
0: So these are trivial interruptions and are just distractions and should be avoided if possible. The number one thing that falls into this category is social media. We get on social media because we want to respond to messages and we do. And that takes about four and a half minutes. And somehow we're on for four and a half hours. (laughs) And the thing is, schedule your social media time. Schedule your email reply time. Schedule it. And if you do that, not only will you have better responses, you'll get better outcomes, but you'll have more time, Mm -hmm. which means you can go and spend time with the family and Mm -hmm. the kids. You can plan a holiday event. You can plan a promotion for February and not freak out about, I don't have time for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. right? And then the third thing, and we're going to wrap up here shortly, but the third thing to talk about in time management is being assertive in that consistency (coughs) in enforcement, not only for others, but for yourself. At times, requests from others may feel important and need immediate attention. However, these requests conflict with our values and take time away from working towards your goals. So an example that I like to use, it goes right back to that request for information. Somebody who may be a new client will send an inquiry-based question between appointments. And instead of prioritizing flipping the room and preparing for the client and grounding your energy for the next appointment... You put this extra task in that time that has already been delegated to something else. So then the energy, whether you know this or not, is off for the next client. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: the first time you do that at 9 30 AM, it's not a big deal. But then you do it at the next appointment at 1030 and it starts to build an invisible momentum in your energy throughout the day. And then when the afternoon comes and you have a crash you've crashed around this momentum of stress. Yeah. So you need to be assertive with your policies for your own energy space Mm -hmm. so that you can always provide the best client experience, which goes right back to what we started today. You know, you set the boundaries in your business and it is okay to set those boundaries, but you have to enforce them because the moment you don't enforce them, you give away all of your power and yeah. control in your business and that's where your energy gets consumed and the frustration, the overwhelm, the feeling uh, tired and overworked. That's where all the joy gets sucked out of our business. Yeah. But you give that power away. Yes,
1: correct. Stop. Yep. Please stop. Yes, please stop. And being a sort of no is a complete response and you can say no without ever actually um, saying the word no. You can actually just say no without <laughs> saying no. Well, and it's I important
0: mean, to say no with accurate explanations as to why, if you're going to explain, but do not give excuses. Correct.
1: And people follow up with way too many words. And truly why you're saying no is, so, is nobody's business. That part. Correct. So it's, they don't, you don't have to justify anything. You have to justify why you're not able to give your next client a good service.
0: A better answer when you wanna when you're an over talker like I am is give an alternative Result. Correct. So say saying no, I don't have time today, but how about Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4?
1: And that's what I mean without saying, and so when I worked at Mac, we were taught the answer is always yes even when you're saying no. Yes. And you just never, because the client will hear the customer, it's a one. It's sometimes a one-time transaction, where with us we're trying to build long-standing relationships, right? So saying no, they'll often hear that. Well, wait, and then they get stuck in that no. Mm-hmm. And they get stuck, well, I didn't get what I want, so I'm going to dig my heels in, and it becomes this power struggle. So if you just even avoid saying no and you just use an alternative Mm -hmm. by saying um whatever how how does this how about this i can do this for you and you've said no the no is in there but you're not it's it's negotiating without even negotiating they hear that they are going to get something that they want and that we're Mm going to be reasonable and that we are adjusting for them, which makes them feel important, but they're not and necessarily heard. and heard and respected, and um, that we've gone out of our way for them, and they're they have they're not listening to the no.
0: One of my very first jobs that I had in this industry, I was at my very first trade show working, and I had a habit of saying no problem, and the CEO of the company came up to me and she said, I need you to stop saying that, and I completely taken aback didn't understand why she said that has a negative connotation to Mm -hmm. the conversation and you're ending the conversation with this new prospective client on a negative instead say my pleasure yeah and i will tell you implementing that very simple thing so simple changed my sales you know i was in sales at that point working with spa professionals opening huge sixty thousand dollar orders my pleasure shifted the entire energy of the conversation. But I want to touch one very important point before we wrap up today. We see a lot of questions about how do I fire a client? The way that you fire a client is to provide an assertive refusal, repeat it. And if you feel like you're getting pushback, this is where your policies are most important. When you're an employee, you can blame the manager When you're a staff (laughs) member, you can blame the owner. When you are the owner, you blame the policy. Mm, Correct. We reserve the right to refuse service to anybody who is disrespectful or creating a negative atmosphere in our business. Notice I did not say we reserve the right to refuse service to everybody. As I roll my eyes. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why we refuse service. If you have a policy, (laughs) you point to said policy on your wall and you say you fall into this category without saying you fall into this category. I'm sorry. No, we will not be booking another appointment with you because we have this policy. And you are aware of this policy. You were aware of this policy before you came in here. And if you don't respect my policy, then I don't respect your money.
1: Mm -hmm. Not all money is good money. I say all the time. Amen. So, I will not be rebooking you at this time. Thank yeah, you so much. No. And I never said no.
0: Oh, I will say no. <laughs> when, if, I, if you've gotten me to that point, I'm saying no. Absolutely not. And I don't. Because how I feel about it is if you've disrespected my space so much that I'm actually telling you no, you have earned that no. Yeah. And if you have earned that no, then I have earned the right to protect my peace, my sanity, and my space.
1: I've never, I've only had to fire one client in seven years because the training of them starts mm. from the very beginning at the consultation. Mm-hmm.
0: It starts at the first message in the DM.
1: Correct. It's even as soon as they call, as soon as they message. You set the expectation
0: within their mind of what they can expect. If you respond in 47 seconds, the next time when you do it in 63 seconds, you've failed as a business owner. And they'll try
1: it. I mean, they'll they'll still try because, I mean, that's, I think, our human nature. But um, I I really have a great... relationship with my clients because I train them on how my bus- what my business expects. and I said this last time too, like Lee's a really nice person and Vanity is extremely strict and she's a cold hard bitch. Absolutely. <laughs> we love it. So we went a little extra today, but I
0: thought today was a really important topic with everything happening. I hope that you guys have learned something, but I want to remind you. The Complete Spa Business Retreat in Spokane, Washington is next March, March 12th through the 16th, and we have a giveaway. There are three ways to enter, but they all revolve around first listening to this podcast. You will listen to the first four episodes. Then you're going to follow Richard Merrill Consulting on Facebook and Instagram, and you're going to follow Vain Industry Elevation on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And you're going to go find the post about the episode you just listened to. Yes. And share with us one thing that you learned or you will be implementing. That comment will be an entry. When you share that post to your Facebook page, your business page, your Instagram stories, make sure to tag Richard Merrill Consulting and Vane Industry Elevation, that tag will be a second entry into this giveaway. And here's the thing. I want you guys to participate. We want to bring forth new leaders and new faces to the conversation. So if you have a topic that you're passionate about, I am going to give a third way to enter. Go to richardmerrillconsulting.com. Look for the Complete Spa Business Insider tab under the Resources Click on it, scroll about halfway down the page, and there's an application to be a guest in 2023 on our podcast. We will be booking them in the beginning of January. But I will give everybody who applies to be a guest on this podcast a third entry into this giveaway. The thing is, is I want you guys to participate. I want to know what's important to you. I want to know what topics you want to hear about. And I know Lita is too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So what am I giving away?
1: Well, you're giving away um, a lot of money, a value, a lot of value. What is that number, Lee? Twelve thousand four hundred eighty-five dollars.
0: God, we can't do anything <laughs> little, can we? So I'm giving away five <laughs> tickets, five virtual registrations to the complete spa business re- retreat. And the thing is, is and there's this...
1: so many good talks, like especially the virtual option. I mean, you you you, you don't have to. Um, Travel to get, I mean, the fact that you have a virtual option is really amazing. I want
0: it to be accessible to those who need it. And I understand that traveling and taking a five-day vacation is not in everybody's reality. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to feel like you can't participate. And here's the best part. When you register at any level, you're going to have access until December 31st, 2023 to not only myself and my content, but to the experts that are joining me. We've got about 14 experts, 23 topics coming to help you accelerate your business and you will be able to interact with them live throughout the retreat, whether you're there live or virtually, as well as until they have all committed to be active in the online recordings the, the yeah, whole that's time. amazing. So you're not just going to get information right. that you won't <coughs> implement. You're going to get implementation. You're going to get the education. You're going to get the tools to do so. And then you're going to get support for a year. Right. And I don't know if you guys know J- Justine Greenwood, but she just got her like ninth or tenth award yeah. for innovation. And she has got hypnosis therapy coming in. She's got mindset stuff coming in. Like she's busy. Yeah. And for her to give up that kind of time... I'm honored and you should be too. Yes, absolutely. I want to thank you guys. I want to respect your time. I appreciate you
1: sticking around to the end. For people who've asked questions, we will get to those next time um, because we keep getting really, really good questions. So we'll, Richard's tracking those and we'll include those next time.
0: And if you have more questions, please, please, please continue to add them in on the posts. And next week or on the next episode, we'll be talking to you about crisis management as a solo beauty boss. Perfect. See you guys. Fun. Next time. See you
1: guys. Thank you so much.